0: <laughs> Welcome in today, Bill Michael Show, and I'm talking about the Brewers. My God, that was a, uh, to say it was a debacle last night down at the ball yard would be a, a dramatic understatement. Holy mackerel, the Brewers are getting shelled right now and uh, not doing much offensively, to be quite honest with you. Welcome to the program today. Uh, So that was the bad news. The good news is in 2025, we will all convene for the NFL draft in Green Bay, which was exciting news. It's going to happen before Mark Murphy steps aside as the uh, president of uh, of the Green Bay Packers. And finally, uh, he he, he got it pushed through. So kudos to Mark Murphy and uh, the team in Green Bay for getting this deal done. Uh, there is another aspect of this that was brought up last night, and I, I will get into it for a short period of time because I it's, it's not really, uh, while I don't want to say it's not worth discussing. It's not worth discussing too in-depth. So we'll talk about it. Uh, you've got uh, the Lakers ousted. I uh, couldn't have been smiling any wider if I had to, uh, to watch Jokic with that Larry Bird-esque whale-up of a 25-footer last night that silenced the crowd and uh, then put them over the top ultimately to have LeBron stuffed at the end of the game and victory for the Denver Nuggets as they go to the NBA Finals. Uh, If the Heat win tonight, there will not be any NBA games between now and next week. Believe that. The NBA goes silent, goes dark as nothing is going to happen because they are not going to move up the finals. They have their dates. That's when they're going to, uh, you know, play those games. And they're not going to move it for anybody. So, therefore, the, uh, the NBA is going to go dark for a period of time if, indeed, the win happens tonight. So, uh, we will have nothing but uh, some golf, baseball, uh, and whatever else. Uh, racing, whatever else you can find on the tube this weekend. But it probably won't be the NBA. You will, however... You will, however, have uh, some AHL hockey, so going to be rooting uh, coming up on Thursday night for the uh, for the Milwaukee Admirals. But uh, hopefully, the uh, the Celtics go down tonight, and NBA is going dark, and then uh, it all begins next week. Tonight, you've got seven thirty Eastern time. Celtics on the road in Miami. Miami about to close things out against uh, Boston. Ben Kenny producing the program as we count down. We, uh, this is the fourth day left. Four days remaining until Ben's departure for Philadelphia. Uh, we would assume for good, but you never know. Uh, you never say never. So, Ben, how you doing today? Good.
1: Uh, should we brand this show as Mark Murphy Appreciation Day or what?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, for all of those that were so upset with Mark Murphy about whatever, do you then turn around today and go, nice job? Nah, I'd love to know that. Because getting the NFL draft is a big deal. You getting it to come to, come to your city. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's absolutely a big deal. So getting that uh, into, uh, into Green Bay, and now I haven't seen how the layout is going to be and what they're going to utilize and all that kind of stuff, but uh, you got to think it's uh, you know going to involve involve that, you know either the title town area to put all the fans on that giant football field and the stage at the end and such with Lambeau Field in the background, or they're going to utilize the rest center in some way, shape, or form and uh, then, you know, have still Lambeau Field in the background. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. We hope to. I know there's a press conference today. I've been in communication with the, uh, with the Packers earlier today. We hope to get Mark Murphy on the program. We hope to get Mark Murphy on the program. Brett says, "How soon can I get a room at the Bay Motel for the draft?" You, Brett, if you uh, send us your credit card information, we will put you. Uh, we'll, we'll bunk you with Mike Clemens, and I'm then kidding, send me course. your I'm social kidding.
1: security number <laughs> yes. and all bank account information. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, other than that, go ahead. You do have to think the underground parking garage is going to be utilized. I, I'm sure uh, Clemens is you, just pumped about that.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Mike's, Mike's geeked. Mike is uh, excited. Mike uh, is hoping that he gets a space down there. He's been there long enough. He certainly deserves one. So Mike is, uh, Mike's excited. Mike, Mike is hoping it all it all works out. Yeah, if not, Mike is at the very least going to jump in the back of somebody's pickup truck under a tonneau cover and try to make his way into that. Because, you know, that's what Mike does. Mike goes incognito. Mike's, Mike's in underground. That's, that's, he's our underground operative in Green Bay. So Mike will, uh, Mike will certainly find out everything. Uh, so that's it. That's uh, kind of where we're at today. Uh, we've got a plethora of stuff. OTAs are underway, so we're going to get some reports from Green Bay. So we're going to hear from Todd Rosiak today of the Journal Sentinel and talk with him about this god-awful stretch that the Brewers are on right now. We'll get into that discussion. Wayne Larvey, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, we're going to talk with him about the OTAs. We're going to talk with him about what it means for, uh, for this franchise, for the NFL draft. We'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. I will. I do want to address one thing, and, and this was brought up yesterday. And I wanted to stop this before it became a thing. And, I'm, I, and I don't mean to be the bucket of cold water here, but I am. Just from experience, I am. The announcement came yesterday for the NFL draft to come to Green Bay, and it was right after we got off the air. And it, you know, it was exciting. And you know, I posted it, and it was on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And everybody's getting excited, excited about it. Um then came and I knew it would happen if indeed they got the draft. Then came the now they've got to get a Super Bowl. They're never going to get a Super Bowl. Not unless that stadium is a dome. It they're never going to get it. It's you unless you go to the spectacle that is the Super Bowl. And and I, I again, I I don't mean to to be the dousing of cold water. I mean unless you utilize Milwaukee as the, the, you know, if they if they cover the stadium and they utilize Milwaukee as the convention center and they're using, you know, the Badgers and something else for, you know, the bubbles for the teams to practice in, it, it's, you know, it's never going to happen. It's it just, they, they don't have enough space. They don't have enough convention space. They don't have, it's just, if you go to the Super Bowl now, The NFL experience alone is bigger than the convention center in Milwaukee. Just the NFL experience, if you've never been to one. Um, Phoenix and Houston are probably two of the biggest convention centers I've been into. And the NFL utilized every square inch of it. The radio row this past year in Arizona, just the quadrant they used for radio row, is bigger than the Milwaukee Convention Center as it currently stands. It's just that big. It, it's, there's nowhere to hold it. And and again, I, I'm not saying that it's this it sucks or anything like that. It just it's the reality of what it is. After Minnesota, there was the rumblings because remember, the Minnesota Super Bowl, they held Radio Row in the Mall of America, and it was Kind of a joke. It it was terrible. It was terrible working conditions. It was crowded. The players didn't want to go there. Uh it was really cold. The outdoor concerts that they wanted to planned all got canceled. The indoor event, which was only opening night over at the arena in St. Paul, it was it was small there. It just there's just not enough total space. Now you could certainly do opening night at um at the Serve. Absolutely. The Serve is a is a pre you could even do it at Miller Park or at American Family Field. You could even do it there. It is a premier facility. It's got a dome. They can heat it. Absolutely. But it just it's just never gonna happen. And and the Super Bowl is all about commercial real estate. It's about what the NFL can sell, how much of it they can sell, and and that's that's what it's about. It and so I'm I, I think as Packers fans, while you would love to have the pride of hosting it, and saying it's being hosted at Lambeau Field, um, unless there's a dome on Lambeau, it's never going to happen. And I got to be honest, I think everybody, including a lot of Packers fans, would rather you know even if your team's in it, you would probably rather go to some place either climate controlled or warm to see the Super Bowl. So Merlin says the Super Bowl is for millionaires and billionaires. For the most part, they've pretty much uh, cut the average person out of it. Never be in Green Bay. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, now there are, you know, certain tickets available for, uh, you know, people that want to go. Um, there are some, you know, better tickets to be had. But for the most part, yes, it's the sport's biggest spectacle. It's the most viewed game of the season. The largest television audience ninety five percent of football fans are sitting at home or at a party or in a bar and they're hunkered down with their food and all their beverages and they've got their day planned and it's all around the festivities and the monetized real estate that is the Super Bowl so i I, I there was talk of it yesterday and, and there's a few that just would love to see it, but you know I had a couple of people that emailed me and a couple of people that were on Facebook and Twitter and say, it just it I don't want to be a jerk it's just it's just not going to happen. So that's why you get the draft. You know, you get an NFL event, but it's not as grand a scale, but it's more of a fan-oriented event and and you know, you'd be happy with it. You know, be happy with what you got. Take it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 8778671678778671670. Ben, do you think there will ever be a Super Bowl in Philly? No. I, I don't. don't think so either. I mean the
1: well, it's also they're going to all these new spaceship stadiums, right? You got right. LA, you got Vegas, they're going to build one in Buffalo and Nashville. And Philly had a draft and it was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome yep. event. And I think the Green Bay one will be as well. But no, the stadium is not Super Bowl, I would say, ready. And I have, frankly for the for the community of NFL fans in the country, maybe it's better to not go to a Super Bowl in Philly. Generally there speaking, is yeah especially if the cowboys is are in it
0: probably five or six stadiums that i can think of that i would say this just should be the super bowl rotation uh there's at&t in dallas there's the superdome down in new orleans there's the hard rock in miami although miami as big of a city as it is it's just so spread out i mean granted uh, you know at&t stadiums in arlington but dallas is not that far away but traffic wise Miami is a pretty congested area. And and the stadium's halfway between Miami and Fort Lauderdale anyway. But uh, you could always then say uh, Phoenix, Vegas, and as much as I hate L.A., and I do, uh, then Southern California and SoFi Stadium. Because SoFi Stadium's just stunning. It, it's an unbelievable venue. But those are probably the five or six stadiums that should just host it in rotation, and and just call it a day and just let those stadiums battle over it. Uh, Vegas has never hosted a Super Bowl, so I, I'm excited to see what that event is going to be like. As a matter of fact, I think uh, at the end of this week we're ordering our house. Things open up to where we can order our house. So uh, Brett says, what about Atlanta? Nah. Atlanta's got a terrific setup because it's not far away from the stadium and State Farm Arena is right around the corner from the convention center. But I just wasn't a fan of the city of Atlanta. Just, uh, just wasn't. It wasn't terrible to get around. I will say that. Um, it, it was, it was workable. But just as a fan, and you know what, I, I shouldn't say that because downtown they had everything pretty much set up downtown and around that area for the uh, for the fan experience. So that that was that was kind of cool. I will say that. So maybe Atlanta, maybe you could put Atlanta into the mix. But yeah, you know, I'm beyond that. There's that's it. Even like Levi Stadium, I'm not a fan of you know having the Super Bowl in San Francisco. First of all, as much as like I said, I hate L A. and I hate L A. for so many different reasons. Um, but it's a beautiful stadium and a beautiful facility to actually host the game. So it's not bad. But San Francisco is a toilet. It's just a pathetic dump of a toilet. And it's become that way. And the fact that the stadium's not even there, it's an hour and a half south. So I, you know, in Santa Clara, no, I wouldn't want to do it. Uh, Mary says, be fun to have a snowy Super Bowl in Green Bay. Yeah, it would be great, Mary, and we would love it, but the rest of the world wouldn't. Unless you get the snow globe effect. Remember? Uh, There's been a couple of them, like when uh, the Packers played San Francisco a couple of years ago in the postseason, and it was one of those nights where it was snowing and it was the snow globe effect, which makes it really cool. Yeah, I could see that, but a freezing cold, 20-degree night, you know, wind chills at 10 below, wind blowing. Yeah, that that would not make it for, you know, for a a very (laughs) nice Super Bowl. Ah, uh, Wayne says, how long before the serve holds the NBA All-Star game? It's got to be coming up soon, right? It's got to be. You you would assume that you're going to be on that list at some point. It's certainly a, a, a stunning facility to be able to do it. Now, the problem is that they do it in, you know, what, February? So it's pretty pretty nasty here. At that point in time, I don't know if that's what's the deterrent, but they've done it in New York, right? They've done it in New York. They've done it in other places, other northern cities. It's not just, you know, in South Beach all the time to do the NBA All-Star Game. So you got to assume that. I don't know what the requirement is for hotel space and convention space and all that kind of stuff, but my assumption is with the, the convention center being expanded, um, that maybe it would hold whatever it is the NBA wants to do. The NBA is is their setup is nowhere near as grand a scale as what the NFL is for the NFL experience. But, yeah, you got to assume at some point they got to be on that rotation, right? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Good Tuesday to you. Beautiful day today. Beautiful day today. Uh, enjoying the weather. Hopefully you are as well. Hey, if you're going to get outside Uh, You're looking around right now, and you're saying, you know, hey, look at the patio. Look at the patio furniture. Oh, man, got to get some new stuff. Great place to go. It's our friends over there at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Whether it's patio furniture, umbrellas, uh, pool tables, games, shuffle boards, indoor, outdoor stuff, fire pits for the outside, both gas and wood. Uh, you've got dartboards, darts, all that kind of stuff for the inside. Bar stools, Adirondack chairs, all made with that composite material for the outside. Doesn't fade, doesn't weather. You can get that stuff as well if you want to beautify your outdoor space. Check out our friends at Masters Z's, Blue Mound Bro- Road in Brookfield. That's Masters Z's, Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Call them, uh, 262-746-5931. And right there, that patio set that you're seeing right on the uh, display and the chairs around it, that's, uh, that's from Masters Z's. Also, the bar stool chairs. Uh, around the tiki hut from master z's great stuff blue mountain road in brookfield get a hold of them i use them you're going to be happy with them that's damn sure this is the bill michaels show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network bill michaels show on the air on this fine day and uh our guy mike Clements. speaking of mike he is uh he is on his way to the otas in green bay and uh, the draft was announced at 2025 it's going to be at the uh the lambeau field campus facility somewhere in that area but nevertheless uh, mike is uh, on his way up there we thought we'd bring mike in mike how you doing today bud
2: Good, Bill. Uh, Yeah, on my way to Green Bay to cover OTAs today.
0: So, when it was announced, uh, it was something, you know, long in the making. I mean, this was kind of a a pet project of Mark Murphy to try to get it done before he ended up leaving office. And sure enough, he got it done.
2: He did. And uh, it will happen about three months before he steps down as the Packers president and CEO. And he turns uh, 70 in July of that year. So... Uh, you know, Bill, when you've had Mark on the show, when, when you know, we're out and about uh, around Wisconsin, like doing the Huddle show, and you get listeners that come up and they say, you know, Lambeau Field, man, it's, it, isn't that like one of the best stadiums in all of professional sports? It's such a landmark. It's so important to the history of the NFL. Why well, can't they host the Super Bowl? And when you've had Mark on your show, I've got his answer down now. You know, Pat, and that is, okay, when you put on a Super Bowl, the league requires that within a 50-mile radius of ground zero, in other words, where the stadium, where the game is going to be played, you have 100,000 hotel rooms available. And Green Bay, within a 50-mile radius of Lambeau, has 25,000 hotels available, uh, rooms available. And, you know, Mark is the first one to say, look, we, we don't really need any more motels and hotels in the Fox River Valley. You know, we got a dozen football games there, some concerts, uh, you know, a, a tractor pull every once in a while. Right. Like, you know, there's not enough going on the rest of the year to warrant that kind of growth. So he said that's why we'll never get it. Now, here's the next question. Because a lot of people are like, well, then, because there's some guys from the national media say, oh, you know, bad choice. How's Green Bay going to handle it? Because in that memo from the league yesterday, it says that Kansas City, which just hosted it last time, thinks that they, they threw in over 300,000 fans to the NFL draft activities. And so let's so think, like, well, wait a minute. now. If, if that's how big of people are, are coming, how can you handle the draft and, and, but not handle a Super Bowl? And the answer is, as you know, when you go to the Super Bowl, what how, how do people get there? Gulf streams. There's right. their sponsors. They're coming in on Learjet. Oh god, yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember when we covered the Super Bowl in Atlanta? And I told you that Saturday afternoon before the game I, you know, I had some free time. So I just went for a little drive and all of a sudden I saw some signs, so I pulled off and north of the Atlanta, main Atlanta airport is the Gwinnett Airport. It's kind like if Milwaukee, an hour north of downtown Atlanta, was this uh, smaller, more private plane—you know, Cessnas and things. And residents were there, lined up with their families, just to watch the Lear jets and the private jets, the Gulfstreams, arrive to see what celebrities. You know, is Taylor Swift going to get off a plane? Is you know some former player? Who who were the celebs that were flying in the day before the big game to watch it in downtown Atlanta? That's mm. that's the difference. Is that you know with all those sponsors they bring into the Super Bowl, you've got to have first class uh, accommodations, not Airbnbs or something.
0: Right. Um, Mike, uh, which, uh, you know what, I'm completely happy with the draft. I'm thrilled that they got it. Uh, I'm waiting to kind of hold my breath to see what the logistics are going to be and how they're going to work this out, where they're going to actually hold it, where the players are going to be. But in the meantime, OTAs are underway. And I was talking yesterday. This is the time of year when guys they go out together. They find out how much they learned out of the playbook, how much the you know the coaches are going to have to coach, and how many guys are actually going home and studying it as opposed to throwing it off on, onto the couch and not looking at it until a week before they have to come back. Uh, so it's not necessarily hitting, but you are finding out uh, out a lot about the guys that uh, are on your team at this point.
2: Yeah, and of course it starts with Jordan now at quarterback, and yet. You know, I had to catch myself and say, "Well, this is like the third year in a row Jordan Love has been in charge of the OTAs, right?" I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron wasn't here, so that's going to look the same. Uh, and I, I can tell you, uh, even at the, going into year two for Jordan Love, I watched him take all the reps and Danny Etling, and some they had Blake Bortles there the year, a couple of years ago. I watched all those reps, and then when twelve would show up to the mini camp like last year or the start of training camp, it's like, oh geez, he's still the best back out there. The accuracy of the passes, the way he ran the huddle, all those kinds of things. You know, and it was not that way in two thousand seven, uh, when Favre was getting ready for uh, they were, you know, building under Mike McCarthy, it ended up having a great year at thirteen and three, but they lost to the Giants. I've told that story before. I tried very hard to be as objective as I could in that training camp and at the end of camp i just said 12 is the better athlete than four it, he just is and as, mm-hmm. as you know smart as, as far was and still had the gun uh it took him a while to to get things going whereas but but that was not the case last year between rogers and love however love has still got a good arm uh he's he's got legs you know and and there's the some injury aside and you know, a rip injury and a knee from time to time, Um, you know, there was there was times last December where Rodgers looked like a 38, 39 year old quarterback uh, as opposed to, you know, what we're used to seeing. So I think that also might have played into, you know, the Packers um, eventually trading him away and moving on to Jordan as well.
0: Mike, uh, we're kind of on the precipice of OTAs, and you get into some of these mini camps coming up here in June. So I I guess you, what are you looking for? Because we know some of the positions that are are already settled. We know the offensive line, except for the right tackle position, is pretty much settled. We know what the defensive line is going to look at. We know, unless Rashawn Gary or Stokes comes back, we kind of know what the secondary is going to look at. What interests you right now?
2: You know, a lot of the guys are big on taking attendance. We'll see how many veterans decided to show up today. If that's going to change the the last maybe couple of years because of Rodgers and his group of five or six guys. Uh, But after that, uh, I really want to look at the the wide receivers. Uh, A couple of receivers they picked up in this year's draft. Uh, Safety, you know, uh, because Adrian Amos ain't coming back. We've been saying that for a couple of months now. Uh, and so you're you watch the coverage, and that's the best thing to do for these things. If they if they give us a, a glimpse of that, uh, the Packers kind of getting tighter and tighter uh, until you get to training camp about the things they showed you during the rookie orientation weekend. Uh, we you know we're standing out there for about an hour and watching various drills and just kind of look at you know guys like Lucas Van Ness and just how big uh, a kid he is at outside linebacker, their first round pick out of Iowa. Uh, But then, you know, they say, okay, you know, we have to escort you out. You're sort of used to that during a regular season. So after that practice, I asked LaFleur, I said, are you you guys doing any 11-on-11 drills, any scrimmage? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing two periods a day of that. So I realized (laughs) they're kicking us out when we actually get to see them play a little touch football. Uh, And I hope that's not the case during these OTAs. Uh, in this month of May and, and June, but we got about four or five days are going to let us give a peek out of the some you know, dozen or so practices they're going to have, so we can get a, a little clue as to how these guys look in their formations and and uh, and how they look how their chemistry is uh, on the offense with Jordan Love.
0: Um, Real quick before I let you go, Mike, how much because we talk about, you know, this season and, you know, who has the most pressure and you can go through all this stuff at this point. Obviously, people look at Joe Barry and say the defense has got to be better for what it is they have and what they could have. It's got to be better. But how much of this season is incumbent upon Matt LaFleur? And not having the pressure or the specter of twelve, and having to watch his words, and having to massage egos—how much of this this year is just coaching a quarterback to run the offense?
2: Yeah, I, there's a lot of pressure on that. I mean, they can he afford two back-to-back losing seasons as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers? Regardless, you know, we've got. I can we can talk about examples of guys like Doug Peterson who wins a Super Bowl. Wins a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and then the Carson Wentz politics pops up, and two years later he's out of a job. So, uh, you know, if Mark Murphy is going to be here until 2025, I think Brian Goodiekins is his guy. He's run, even though he still has those meetings where he talks all three. It's Goody's team now. It's Goody's team now, and he's running the show. And I think Goody gets another head coach i don't think lafleur gets another gm i think lafleur is going to be coaching his tail off to get an extremely extremely young team with 13 draft picks out there and losing mm-hmm. half a dozen veterans you know and and it, it, you it, even when you're losing guys on the defensive line like lowry and jaron who did a nice job for one year but he's back up in seattle it's all on Lafleur to just say okay let's see what kind of product he could put on on the field and and at the very least do you have an ascending team that you know from september to december you got better as as a a football squad and you're building toward maybe a super bowl in the next two or three years yeah
0: mike great stuff as always look forward to the reports from the otas and uh you and i'll talk soon okay pal
2: thank you billy all
0: right bud there you go the best the best in the business that's our guy mike clemens joining us for a couple of minutes On the hotline, always, always good to get a chance to chat with Mike. Uh, The NFL has approved a new rule and an amendment to it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that when we come back. So stay tuned. Uh, This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our good friends over there at, well, you know what? Uh, Our friends at Quick uh, Quick Trip and our friends at Quick Spirits because... Uh, they are selling fast. If you do not have your tickets, you want to go get them. Go to Quick Spirits, com. Right on the front of the page, uh, we've got our cigar dinner coming up on Tuesday, June 6th. We're going to be at Cortez's down in Kenosha. That begins at 430 and goes until we get done telling stories. Same thing on Wednesday, June 7th. We're then going to go from Kenosha over to La Crosse. We're going to be at Celebrations in La Crosse, Wednesday, June 7th. Go to Quick Spirits, quick, KWIK, quickspirits.com, and going to be heading over there for that event. And then we are going to be on Wednesday, June 21st. We're going to be at the Cigar Dinner at the Bar in Wausau. We're going to be heading up there. So uh, our friends at Quick Spirits, KWIK, Quick Trip, Quick Spirits, don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card. But uh, go there and get your tickets as the events are selling out, from what I understand, very, very quick. They've always been popular, but this year uh, people are really clamoring for these tickets. So if you don't have one yet to come out and see us, get your ticket while they last because they're not going to last much longer. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Hey, our friends at j l Tire Service uh, out there in uh, Johnson Creek and in Watertown, they want me to remind you to uh, to thank you uh, for being the best tire dealer uh, around, as a matter of fact. And they're just north of 94, so if you're an over-the-road driver and you're having some tire issues, brake issues, tractor-trailer issues, they've got the facility to help you out. If you're uh, driving around in the minivan, uh, your sedan, your coupe, whatever it happens to be, and you need some brakes, you need some oil change, you need tires, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out with that as well. Go to JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Watertown on Boulder, uh, Boulder Road, also in Johnson Creek right there, just north of 94 in the exit of Johnson Creek. You cannot miss it. That's uh, our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center. Proud supporters of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. September 3rd. Um... The uh – let's see here. This is from Jeremy. Jeremy says, uh, hey, guys, wow, new fair catch on kickoff returns. Just approved. So for those that are just tuning in, uh, yeah, the uh, rule was just uh, okayed by the competition committee of the NFL that now on kickoffs, even if it's short of the goal line instead of the must return, now you can actually fair catch it, and that automatically comes out to the 25. They are – I, I understand what they're trying to do, Ben, but they're – why not – I don't understand why not make kickoffs just – everybody starts at the 25. They're basically eliminating kickoffs, and they've all but done away with onside kicks as well. I don't know why they, they're they doing this. I, I, they're doing it in the in the mindset of player safety, but it's yeah, – I don't know. it. <laughs> well, yeah. You're changing part of the complexity of the game and the ability to flip the field.
1: It's uh, it's done in the name of safety, a la college football, while at the same time the same people add games to the schedule, correct? And institute things that are just directly against player safety.
0: But and the flexing to Thursday night and such that they yes. want to do, adding an additional game eventually. I mean, all of this exactly goes it, it flies in the face of player safety. But yet they're going to continue to put up these bogus rules that. So if I've got a kicker who's really good at place kicking when it comes to putting the ball in the corner just short of the goal line, that's a defensive move. That helps my team. That means I can pin you inside your own 20 if I've got a pretty good coverage unit. That flips the field for me. And now you're taking it away. All a guy's got to do is go, oh, it's in the corner. Fair catch. And they're on the 20 in the middle of the field. It does. It. I don't know. It bothers me when they do this.
1: Yeah, uh, college it, like football you said, it's very has hip, it. Hypocritical. College football has this rule, and just as a viewer, like it. It, it feels just pointless to even kick the ball. Just give yes. him the ball in the twenty-five and play it like a video game. You know that's what I mean? exactly right. And, and yeah, like, does it take a lot of time if you want to talk baseball type? Like, how can we make the broadcast shorter? Well, let's take away kickoffs. How about you take away the commercial after the kickoff? That's after the commercial that was after the exactly. extra point.
0: You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Stupid. Yeah. Yep, I would 100% agree. Not a fan at all. Not a fan at all. But uh, that's what the NFL and the competition committee just approved 8778671670 867 1670 uh Dwayne says the nfl has turned into a chicken blank league the uh, players that played in the 1970s and prior would be embarrassed by this um yeah i like i said i th- there's certain strategies to the game that you're just eliminating and now i get it you don't want to have headhunters over the middle anymore I understand that. Defenseless receivers, the ability to light somebody up and really injure somebody. Uh, it, it used to be a, you're not going to come into my house and do that, I'm going to clean your clock. Okay, I understand the intimidation factor. you got to take that out of it. But this, I I don't know. I, I Sometimes when you soften the game and you take strategy out of the game, like I, I'm not a fan of what they've done with the onside kick. I I, I, what makes what makes it exciting at the end is if you can get if you're down two scores and you're say gonna be down four but you get the two point conversion now you're only down three and all you gotta do is get the ball back uh, on the onside and then kick the field goal tie the game. There's strategy to that. There's excitement to that, and they've kind of eliminated that. They've just kind of gotten rid of that. Yeah, Thomas says uh, Chuck Cecil needs to be be the new commissioner. I I don't think so. Chuck Cecil would uh, talk about bringing back arm casts and clubbing guys across the chin with those things. Yeah. Yeah, he was a badass, wasn't he? 877 867 1670. We're going to get back on track. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, back at it. Don't forget about our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Uh, the food truck's going to be out. They've got a lot of different things going on. They've got live, live music coming up over at Boondocks as well. But the food truck, uh, the Boondocks food truck, is going to be a part of the motorcycle ride as well. It's going to be at the final destination. We're going to be doing some food out of the food truck, uh, some good barbecue and such, uh, along with other fare. We got more details to come. More details coming out. We got breaking news. Ben Kenny, what do we got? Bill, I say this with the straightest of
1: faces. I'm merely reporting what I am seeing. Diana Rossini at Jets OTAs. Aaron Rodgers off to the side, comma, favoring his ankle, comma, checking it, period. Something clearly not right. End quote. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sorry, I apologize for the end of that ad read there. That's just, uh. That's okay. That
0: popped out. Uh oh, Diana Rossini on the scene. Well, what do you make of it? Uh, Probably nothing, but but by the way, they were going to be live at Jets Camp today. So is that something that was live a little earlier or what? Do you know? Yes, I think so. There's been a
1: I I saw tweets earlier today of them practicing. Okay, so I guess they did the morning. Um, Lazard, okay. by the way, said that he was quote, I, uh, he did an interview with Adam Schefter said, quote, I'm, yeah, I've been putting my coaching hat on, you know, to teach the guys what the offense is like and what Aaron likes and things of that nature. Hmm. He's getting, that's good. Lazard to coach him up.
0: Um, <laughs> doesn't need Covey to coach him. Needs Lazard to coach him up. There you go. Uh, It is what it is, I guess, but uh, Aaron Rodgers off to the side. Off to the side. Oh, no. Oh, well. I'm not even going to. I was going to screenshot it and put it out. I'm not even going to do anything with it. I'm just. All you see is Aaron Rodgers standing on the sideline right now. The picture she took and, uh, you know, just standing there, not too much of anything. I'll be honest. I don't think there's anything to it. I think it's maybe he's fake. Maybe he tweaked it. He was rolling out. I saw him do some rollout passes and stuff a little bit earlier. But that's probably about the extent of it. Maybe he tweaked it on some grass or something. Who knows? But big-time news out of Diana Rossini. Oh, my goodness. 877 uh, 867 Find us. Would love to hear from you again. 877 867 Sixteen seventy. Uh this is from. Uh, this is from Scooter. Scooter says, uh, "This is not the time for the NFL to be coming soft. They keep talking about flexing schedules, adding games, and yet. And this is kind of what we were saying. And yet, they're going to be worried about a kickoff. Are you kidding me? How much does this make Rich Pasaccia's job easier? Oh God, it makes it easier in two different levels. One is when you know you've got a returner." Uh, back there, then you can just kind of flag them down, say anything outside that you don't think you're going to get a good lane to, go ahead and, you know, wave it off. You're automatically getting whatever, 23, 24, 22 yards. So go ahead and do that. Um, now you've got guys like Keyshawn Nixon that you want to see them run the football back. You want to see them juke and move and such and see what they can do. So I don't, now it becomes um, more decision-making process for those guys. Than anything. Uh, Thomas says, by the way, Rogers is faking the injury to stick at a Goody. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine him going to, to New York? And what would 65% of the snaps be, Ben? How many games would that be? Would that be, what, 10 games? Something like that? Not that I just uh, came up with this on
1: my own. I, I Googled it. It would be 11.05 games.
0: 11.05 games. So... <laughs> Watch uh, Rodgers have, like, an ankle injury that requires some kind of small internal surgery to, to correct something, but not major catastrophic. So he misses the first seven games of the season and then plays, and then they go to the postseason and, and such. So, you know, he gets out of the uh, the, the first-round draft pick for him, and they end up going to the postseason, which means their second-round draft pick is even lower. Oh, that would be the ultimate kick to the crotch, wouldn't it? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh 867 Uh Yeah, the, the, the kickoff rule, I'm not a fan of it, but the NFL continues to feign and act as if they give a damn about player safety, so that's what they're going to continue to do. I don't know what the statistics are. We would have to find out, but there are probably statistics out there that would say more injuries occur on kickoffs and in direct head-to-head contact than on any other scenario of plays. Therefore, this is what they're going to eliminate. I have and some
1: numbers that I just yeah, saw. Uh, Judy Batista put this out. I figured this is from a press conference. NFL Modeling says kickoff returns should be reduced by 7% with fair catch to be spotted at that yard line. They expect that will lead to 15% drop in concussions on the play, on kickoffs.
0: Why well, I thought concussions would be eliminated anyway because you're not hitting with your head anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, they expect there hmm. still will be a lot of, obviously, the kicks being. It, it wouldn't eliminate yeah. all of it. It would just lower the number they right. usually see.
0: Okay. It's not terrible, but still not a fan of it. Uh, Jeremy says, player safety. But we're going to make you play additional short rest Thursday night games, and oh, by the way, you might even uh, might e- you might. By the way, you might even know until twenty-eight days. What? Um, Brett says so. It's sixty-five percent of the regular season snaps or total games. If they make the playoffs, you are possibly looking at twenty games. Uh, that I don't know, Brett. I don't have the details on it. We were just going with the generality. So thank you very much. Um, Will says, we saw Rodgers trying to run the past few seasons. Maybe his ankles just weren't up to it. (laughs) Uh, He's going to be fine. I'm not overly concerned about Aaron Rodgers' ankle, even though Diana Rossini. I mean, right now, if somebody, if if Rodgers stepped under center and the center farted on him, and Rodgers had to go over to the sideline and get a little oxygen because it was a nasty one, that would be a major story in New York at this point, just so you know. Riders on the sideline getting oxygen after noxious fumes emanated from his center. Story at 11. Oh, no. The back of his hand is soiled. Whatever. Whatever. One hour down, a lot more to go. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on coming up right after this.